Hey, this is Colonel Mike. Thanks a lot for coming on. Go to twomikes.us, twomikes.us. What I need you to do is click Rumble and subscribe. We've had 12,000 subscribers for the last seven months, not one additional. So what does that mean? Are we being canceled? I don't know. All I know is if you go to our website, we're not going to panhandle. We're not going to ask you for money. We have two sponsors. We're not asking you for anything. Okay, we're not going to tell you we're going to be canceled by everybody. But I think we'll be canceled by Rumble because we haven't had one new subscriber. So again, we're not going to tell you the end of the world. Please send us money. We don't do that. We don't panhandle, okay? Just get on Rumble. I want to see how many subscribers we can get this month. I don't care if it's five or 10, but something's wrong, gang. We got 2.5 million listeners. We got 11 countries around the globe rotating, and we don't have one new subscriber in seven months. Mm-mm. We're not going for that. Get on there and subscribe. free to the top of the hour as we welcome back to two mics dr michael Scheuer and colonel mike welcome gentlemen good to have you on the program tonight evening sir thank you for having us absolutely positively well i'll tell you the title of tonight's episode the last gasp of the american empire is a little bit uh just slightly disturbing to read but i wonder if that's the case I wonder. I wonder how long we can we can uh, hold on to what we got, so to speak, like the old song goes. With this uh, with with this crew of people up there, you know, you know, uh, Michaels. I got to tell you, it's the same thing in the flying game. I got into commercial, or not commercial, but the private aviation, general aviation. I thought that I would be among men and a few women of scientific acumen and higher thinking. Well, there were some of those for sure. But there's a, there were a lot of just, uh, shall we say, just uh, <clears throat> pretty crude folks with wings. <laughs> and uh, I, I behold this array of buffoons with their hands trembling on the levers of power. And I think to myself, wow, I suspect we're in far deeper stuff than I even think we're in. So would you like to make an opening statement, Dr. Scheuer, and maybe alleviate some of these concerns? <laughs> Well, I think we've been dancing toward uh, slowly, or maybe a waltz, um, toward the end of the American uh, empire. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, since probably what? Uh, I think it began with the, with the recognition of Israel in 1947, the creation of NATO, and giving our uh, chance to go to war or not to go to war to, at that time, 14 different countries. And I think the third step uh, toward uh, going over the brink was Truman going to war without any authority in Korea uh, from the Congress, from the American people, and never went back and asked for it. Um, I I think ever since then, we've been on our way down. And, um, of course, we haven't won a war since 1945, so it's hardly surprising. I think if you want to be grateful for the American empire lasting from 1945 till today, then you, you you probably should be grateful because in the history of man that I know of, uh, no power could have survived the, the nonsensical wars they got into, the, the wars that they never meant to win. Uh, they discovered in after 1945 how it was the most profitable profitable business on earth, and they didn't care who got killed or who won or who lost just so you had continuous war. And I think if you go from 1945 today, you can see that in, in the Ukraine. There's no American interest there. There's just an endless pit of money that gets washed and then comes back to us and, and to the arms makers and to our allies. It's, it's, um, it's, I don't know if it's a tragedy, but it's certainly the end. I think that's correct. Uh, what do you think, Colonel? Chime in here. Oh, uh, well, I want to say thanks, JB, for bringing us back on. Dos Miguel's are happy to be on with you tonight. Commercial free, too. This is amazing. Well, not uh, the whole thing. we well, got to take the ones at the top and the bottom, or they'll just do it anyway, where we want, whether we okay. want it to or not. That's okay. 
<laughs> that, hey, listen, you got you to make some shekels. Uh, I'll tell you what. Tonight, America's sitting a little bit better off. We don't have a Clinton, a Bush, or a Cheney. <laughs> they all lost. Yes. The Clintons didn't run. The Bushes lost, and uh, Cheney lost. So we got to thank God for that. Yes. Uh, what I think, what I think, I think Mike is such a great historian, and he pins it all the time. Uh, we are at the last gasp. And when you talk about, J.B., when you talk about institutions, we really have mental institutions now. We don't have institutions like we knew when we were young in Washington where you looked up to the FBI or so on. Like, just get an example. You know, they made a major bust after a two-year investigation, Long Island, New York, you know, two crime families, a couple of bookies, one dirty cop, you know, and that's supposed to make you happy. But the crime families like Schumer and Pelosi and Clinton and, and Biden, you don't hear about that stuff. You know, just push it to the side and, you know, these, these nickel and dime bookies or whatever they are, loan sharks, you know, uh, we'll take them down after two years of spending millions and millions of dollars. And that's supposed to just be, a, you know, a diversion. Um, I, think, I think the people, the people this year, John, have woken up and they smell the roses. They see how bad it is. It's in your face. It's four fifty nine. It's four ninety nine. Now you know you're supposed to feel happy. It's three ninety nine. By the way, AAA. Remember years ago when AAA was doing their job? AAA is a lapdog now for the administration. Oh gosh, it came down two cents. Kaladi da. What are you? What are you supposed to do with two cents? You know. Um, I mean, it's just it, selling oil to China, selling strategic reserves. I mean, this is really? treasonous stuff. But nobody, nobody talks about it. You know, even the Republican Party. Now let you know. Even if we have this big red wave, which is now, who knows, it could be a little bit of foam. Uh, do we have the right people there? Do we have more than 12? Do we have more than 15? Even if we win, how many Marjorie Taylors are you going to have? How many, how many uh, Lawrence are you going to have? We don't know. But these rhinos, you know, it's, it's, it's two parties, one head. And uh, this Ukraine thing, this is going to be historic. Okay, next month, John. It's the 160th anniversary of the Battle of Antietam. And I'll be up there at the Battle of Antietam at the 160th anniversary. And the American people don't know how bloody and ugly that war is. You know, and was, I'm sorry, was. And, and the, you know, people talk about, well, we may have a second civil war. You better think twice. Better think twice. War is ugly. And we're jumping, like Mike said, you know, the only guys that win in these wars are defense contractors and politicians who are just national grifters. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's amazing when we note that, uh, and I didn't know this, I, I had heard that it was brutal, but I didn't hear details until much later, but uh, General Sherman was a pretty rough guy. He wanted to absolutely murder one-third of the civilian population of the South to send a message to the rest mm -hmm. of them, and he wanted to permanently cripple or otherwise hobble 50% of the remainder of the survivors, and they raped and looted and grave dug and ripped off and... and you know, some real Marquis de Sade on, uh, on horseback stuff. And people don't understand that's that. That's real war. That's yeah. real war. Yeah. You know, uh, Mike, Mike can go into detail on, on a civil war. He's a great historian. But I'll tell you what, uh, this country, we don't have those kind of men. You know, that's when men were made of steel and the ships were made of wood, you know. Uh, we don't have that today. We have guys sitting down watching ESPN, you know, Netflix, you know, donating to Obama's cause, $50 million a year salary. You know, and they go out there and wave these little MAGA flags once in a while. I, I'd like to see Trump at a rally outside the January 6th prison. I'd be impressed at that point. I'll go see him and say hello, you know. But uh, these rallies in different parts of the country, I'm not impressed. I, 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 these guys are suffering. We have people in gulags, in gulags, and uh, nobody's coming to the rescue. How do we explain such a thing? Uh, Dr. Mike? How can well, these people be held that, without charges, without access to a lawyer, or any of that? You start to you well, take it away. Well, there's no, sir. You're, you're exactly right. There's no pressure on them. The lawyers are afraid to defend these people because they'll be ostracized by the ABA and and uh, their own peers. Um, the political parties, I don't understand myself. A person, uh, you know, like who you, you think that sometimes is, has some courage when you watch uh, Cruz or somebody like that. Nobody said a word. Um, it's, it's, it, they get away with what they can get away with. 
and they pushed the envelope and they pushed the envelope and that's how we got there today. Who would have thought, you, you know, my God, uh, uh, that we would be going to war in places like Libya or Syria or, or Ukraine it, it, or, or, or Korea. What has that got to do with us? And the, the problem is, you know, I'm a very big fan of Sherman because neither he nor Grant wanted the war. But they knew that one thing, there's only two mercies in war, and that's getting it over as soon as uh, it's possible. And to do that, you have to kill as many people as you can find to kill and destroy as much infrastructure as you can. Grant and Sherman were both the first to help the Confederates after the war ended. But by God, uh, the war was going to end before that mercy came along. And we we do not have that. We you know the, I, I don't carry any brief for Franklin Roosevelt, but he told the generals what he wanted, and they did it, and they did it at whatever cost it took to the enemy and to ourselves to get it over as quickly as we could. And I think that's in terms of empire. If you want to be an uh, imperialist, if you want to be a a world empire, then you have to have that that um, uh, uh, worldview. And sadly, we've never had it. Well, not sadly, really. We, we, we've acted as if we've had it, but we never have had it since World War II. And so we've let people who are amateurs, who are, as the colonel would say, grifters, people who don't know a place on a map, one place on a map from another, to guide this country into endless wars and, and endless debt. And, uh, you know, it, 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 what it comes back to is in, in uh, many ways, is our our almost sick concentration on democracy, uh, not our own. We let our own go to hell, but installing democracy in in uh, in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Syria, and other places around the world, in Ukraine. Now, you know, democracy is not essential for our survival. Uh, other people's democracies. There's no evidence on earth that this world is any pe- more peaceable because there's more democracies, and. Uh, we, since we go around the, around the world trumpeting our, our desire to become uh, the installers, the creators of democracies everywhere in the world, we always fail. And, and uh, it's, it's our, own, our own hubris, if you will. We kind of think, you know, that, that book that came out, what, 30 years ago now, um, The End of History. We have people up there in, in Congress and in the presidency who think this, this is as smart as man is ever going to get. We know more, we can do more, we have more technology. And the truth is that every generation builds on the last. And the next generation that comes along is going to be smarter than the last one, and it goes on like that infinitum. So uh, our our big problem is just uh, we're so full of ourselves, we care so little uh, at the elite level, we care so little about the American people that we continue to get into these disasters, and now we, we slowly fade into um, in the worst case, into the sunset. In the best case, we we adopt what Trump called America first. And if other people have fights overseas, let them have fights. As long as they don't threaten us here at home, as long as they don't interfere with our trade, then we're not going to war unless we want to go to war. Hey, Colonel Mike for two mics. Uh, we're getting these shows up as fast as possible on networkradio.us. So if you're uh, going to email us on the uh, website, uh, you just go to right there to networkradio.us. They're going up as soon as we do them. They're up within 15, 20 minutes. Once the producer's finished, they load them right up, and uh, they're happy to get their stuff up as fast as possible, and eventually they get on the other platform. So for you guys who can't wait for the next two Mike show, there you go, networkradio.us. And again, thanks, Vod. It's got to be at least 50 years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's more than 50 years ago. Steppenwolf, the old band Steppenwolf. In those days, the people who named their bands things like Uriah Heep and Steppenwolf, they actually knew who these characters <laughs> were. You know, they don't anymore. Yes. But do you remember the song Monster? I remember John Kay singing, you know, we can't seem to mind our own business. The whole world yeah. has to be just like us. And I thought, yeah. wow, this is going to turn out to be a prophetic set of lyrics. Seems well, hey, John, I'm, John I'm, let me throw this out there. Uh, Mike? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Go ahead. No, no, Go ahead, I was Mike. just going to say, I'm, I'm just finishing a book 
that's going to be called Mind Your Own. And it came from the motto that Benjamin Franklin put on one of our first coins uh, after our independence uh, or after we won the war against the British. And it basically is a reminder to Americans what uh, America first means. It's kind of hold your own role, mind your own business, and don't go to war with anybody unless they attack you. And I, I think that's that's exactly where we are, and that's where Steppenwolf was. Interesting. A little bit too much. So what was going on in 476 A.D. in Rome that uh, could be um, comparable to what we're experiencing in America now? Rome never lost a war. If you want to have an empire, you have to kill uh, liberally and to the extent that the enemy is, is either going to uh, surrender unconditionally or um, um, uh, they fall apart internally. They didn't fall apart from military affairs. They were a, a, a huge empire for an awfully long time, but the military took over in their country, and each leader of the military became more decadent, more um, uh, criminal in, in many ways than, uh, than the predecessor, and so it turned into a, um, a failed state, a failed society. Has it's anyone... a dangerous game to play with war. Oh, for real, especially when the when the weaponry is like it is. Of course, you can't get deader than dead, whether it's from, you know, 10,000 centurions coming at you or whether it's, you know, one little uh, nuke the size of a pack of cigarettes. But has well, anyone, exactly right, has any has any nation ever been able to pull itself back from the abyss of crumbling? Well, there was three British empires, so they managed to do it each time with a better military and more ruthlessness. Oh, gotcha. uh, but but there's never been a country like America in terms of the human stock you have to work with, the resources, whether it is inland waterways or, 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 or endless farmland. Uh, we have the tools at home to really uh, create a country, and we had it for 200 years or 150 years. We had it. We had a country where we could basically say, we're not getting involved in that. That's, that's none of our business. And it can only hurt what we're doing. In fact, the more we stayed out of wars, more the more prosperous we were. We 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 were a country at one time that learned from the mistakes of others. And one thing we learned was that our commerce uh, internationally went up every time there was a war, and we stayed out of it. We became the, the suppliers of those wars in terms of food and material and 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 different things like that. But we somehow lost that, or we were ashamed of it. Um, somehow, well, there's, we a think lot, the world Mike, there's is something... a lot of white guilt, Mike. There's a lot of white guilt in America today. Let, let's be honest now. You know, the white people are just—they're all shriveled up in a corner. You know, I, I'm not against diversity, but the way they push it, we've always had this country was always multicultural, Mike. You know that this this country always gentrified over the years. Look at Manhattan, from the Dutch to Spanish, whatever. You know, but what we did is we did. You know, we just overblew it with bringing everybody in here that really never wanted to be American, like our grandparents or great grandparents. That they came here for the land of promise. You know, it was like, okay, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be successful. You know, and there's many stories from people all around the world. But in the last 30 years, I mean, we just like like Trump said, it's an asshole. You come from an asshole country, and you you want to bring the asshole here, and then you want to have your language, and then you want to have all the benefits, and you want to have all the off the book stuff. I mean, John, to be honest with you, Michael agree. Our biggest enemy is not the guys overseas. Our biggest enemy is sitting in the State Department. They I make the agree biggest more. enemies in the world. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's people that want to come to this country, that love this country, that love America. They love our culture. What used to be our culture. And I've dealt with many people like that who were turned down on visas. <clears throat> they were told they couldn't come to this country, but they'd go get some derelict nation, and I will name some of them, and they get a they get a visa in a heartbeat, ten years, and then they'd make them a citizen. So I mean, this is intentional. This is not by error. In no way it's by error. You know, the State Department runs like an agency, like a CIA or whatever. USAID is, you know, another laundromat program. But our biggest enemy, if you go around the world, our embassies do not serve us any. We are the ugly, ugly, ugly Americans, okay? I've been around the globe. I've been in and out of these places. They make us 
they make us look like dull crap, okay? You know, we keep going on, you know, this existential threat to our democracy, right? In a pure democracy, laws are made directly by the voting majority, leaving the rights of the minority largely unprotected. In a republic, laws are made by representatives chosen by the people and must comply with a constitution that specifically protects the rights of the minority from the will of the majority. But they want to get rid of the constitution. Freaks like that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, maybe she may may she continue to barbecue in the bad place. <clears throat> That's mean, but I mean it. Uh, oh, she thought it should be a living document where freaks like her and many others can just change it whenever whenever they want to, just to, to, to suit the times. I mean, there are still only seven deadly sins. There are still only ten commandments, not nine, not eleven, and not not five, not eight deadly sins. I mean, well, some I'm of these things. You, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the ten commandments, John. And now let me tell you why. Another big problem we have in our country is the pulpits, the churches. Everybody's on the 501c3 dome. See, back in the old day, the churches would be out there in the streets with the people. They wouldn't put up with this crap. We got a minority. I don't mean minority in the sense of a race. But we have a minority, whether it's a gender or a feeling or a pronoun, who are telling the majority of the people, you got to swallow this. Now you you don't see no churches. You don't. You've got the drag queen shows, or, you know, library shows, whatever. Where do you, where's the pastors? Where's the priest? The Catholic priest, the, the Protestant pastors. Where are they? They're worried about the grift, and that's the five hundred one c three. They locked down during COVID. They rolled over and played dead. Okay, the churches are so guilty. We have no we have no culture. We have we don't have what we had, and that was what made the fabric of America was made with those people in mind to have this religious kind of upbringing. I don't want to call it Judeo-Christian because it's almost oxymoron, Christian religion. And that was the fabric. Seems to me it's not an overstatement to suggest that by going 501c3, you have instantly become a government church. Exactly. Is that true? Oh, of course it is, sir. Because they don't have to push their parishioners as much for money then, because they can't, they're on the they're on the dole. It's mm. been that way for a long time, and you, it's as the colonel said, it's never been better um, exemplified than during the, the pandemic. You know, I just want to toss this out there because uh, I'll forget if I don't do it right now. But from We Love Trump, there's an article by Vince Quill says just trust the science. Steve Kirsch, mega donor for the Democrat Party is not being stopped from being an honest man and spreading the truth on COVID shots. And what he said was, this is the most dangerous vaccine ever created by man. That's Steve Kirsch says this. So uh, let's take our mandatory top of the hour break, news, information, all that stuff, and we'll get right back with the two mics as quick as we can on this episode of Caravan to Midnight. Stand by, please. Typically and appropriately insane music for the current uh, epoch. That's white zombie. Yeah, more human than human. That's us. By the way, uh, as we uh, carry on with the two mics, our guest tonight on episode number 1857 plus the Ark Midnight programs, the radio programs that were done uh, as the only show of the week, uh, starting in what, uh, 2016, I want to say. Yeah. So listen, here's the deal. Now, some people. And bless you and thank you. But in, in the spirit of honesty and, uh, and and total forthcomingness, if that's, I think I just made that up. But um, you don't have to buy another membership. Now, here's the deal. The episodes are loaded. Everybody can go to Caravan to Midnight right now and go all the way back to our first show on February the 3rd, 2014. And make your way through. If you've ever wondered... I don't know if I want to join the program or not. Radio show is pretty good, you know, yeah, but I don't know if I want to join. Well, this is an opportunity to find out if you want to join because you're going to go through those archives. You're going to go, what? What are you talking about? Wow, who's this? All kinds of people. It's great. So, look, this is what will happen. As soon as we load the member data, everybody will get an email saying, okay, and you can use your old password. Uh, For that matter, you can change it, make it something else, whatever you want. But when you get this email, then just go back in 
log in again, and you're good to go. But in the meantime, all 1,857 programs plus, I say again, the ARC Midnight programs, they're available for you to listen to. Just peruse through the stuff, and you're going to find, you're going to get hooked is what's going to happen. I have been richly, deeply blessed by being able to speak with all these fantastic people, two of whom are with us now. So let's carry on with that. Caravanmidnight.com, no numbers, no missing letters in midnight. You'll like the new look, too. Everybody seems to like it really well. So enjoy. Well, it's there me, for you. Let me, let me be first to congratulate you, John, for a wonderful job you've done all these years. Uh, amazing that you've been on these many years and that many shows. Mike and I... We just went into our third year in June, and we just went over 250 shows. And we're very proud to announce we're on another network now. Um, and we, we have a great producer, Fadi, who's networkradio.us. In fact, I'm going to mention this because I wanted to talk about it tonight. Uh, Michael will want to talk about it also with the famine, what's going on, you know, this forced famine they're trying to pull on us. And uh, if you go to networkradio.us and just click on the famine uh, story there. It's very well done. It's aggregated. We have pin cushions on the maps of where these uh, these arson attacks and where these animals are being killed throughout the country. And they, they define what kind of animals, chickens or whatever. Um, you go to networkradio.us, and we, we want the listeners from the John Wells Show to look at this, too. And it's it's very, very disheartening that our country, the FBI, is going after an ex-president who they call a political opponent. He's not there now. He was a former president, give him respect. But they can't find who's burning the wheat mills, killing the chickens, and we don't have an FBI to go out there. So something's really, it doesn't doesn't smell right in Glacomora. What do you think, Mike? Yeah. I I think we have a doubt that the, the power at the moment want to want to kill as many Americans as they can, um, either with uh, uh, shortages of food, uh, with their various vaccines, or with the four divisions of IRS people they just hired and are training to attack private homes in the suburbs. It's I don't know why people don't see it so clearly. Maybe they don't want to see it. Maybe they believe too much in the government. That's probably the case. But I think we're on a. The problems we have are at home. Uh, if if the Russians are on Ukraine, let them have Ukraine. If they want Britain, as far as I'm concerned, they can have Britain. Britain's sunk through its own policies and through immigration. But uh, here we have to do something uh, for ourselves. And the longer we wait, the harder it'll be. And uh, uh, there is no justice in this country. There's there's two tiers. Everybody else is everybody at the bottom, and that includes a lot of rich people are screwed. The elite is on on top and are um, kind of immune from it, they think. They think the American people have been tamed. They think that uh, we're afraid to to stand up to them. And and I think they mistake um, love of country and uh, a war domestically that would probably ruin this country for a long time, but not kill it. I think they, the, our, our leadership thinks that uh, not, nobody's ever going to test them, and I think that day is long gone. I think uh, they don't have to do much more in, in the way of uh, uh, going after our children than they're doing at the moment until they find out that there's a lot of itchy trigger fingers in this country. I'm wondering if that's wanted. I, I, uh, I've, I've floated out the uh, just the uh, theory that they may act there. Well, as far as these uh, all these food processing facilities and all this catching fire, gee, I wonder who could be doing that. Could it be the same people that help? Uh, you can't get a joint through the airport, but you can get 10 metric tons of heroin through the airport. Let's see. How do you do that? Oh, I know. Inside help. I'm beginning to wonder if it's, it isn't our own uh, people, government people. I don't know. This. I don't know. If you, I don't think you have to wonder at all, sir. I think between. What they're doing with uh, spraying chemicals in the air, uh, what they did with the shots, it, and come out and tell you that's what they did with Burks and, and Fauci recently. And, uh, they, you know, it's it's just so apparent that I don't understand. I really do not understand why people don't see it. And I have to say that I'm, I guess I'm not very good at explaining it because parts of my family are, are convinced that um, Washington loves us. And uh, wants to help and 
is there to help. And uh, how you break that, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, there are several things brewing in this country. I think the, the food shortages that are coming, the inflation, the, the war on children, um, just uh, are three that anyone at some point is going to trigger a, a response. And uh, I think they're going to be surprised how many people are not going to go quietly. Do you think they have factored this in already? I mean, you you look at the algorithms, the things that that uh, that change over time. Do you believe that there's a, a a strong possibility that a civil war is wanted, and uh, the false flags that go along with it, to a, to a, that, well, so that the media can take it and run with it and go, look, look, it's the MAGA people, you know, or whatever well, they're saying. It, it, it. Go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead, Steve. Uh, I, I'm just saying, right after Donald Trump, the raid on Donald Trump's home, and two days later, another another jackpot. A guy goes and attacks the FBI. Come yeah. on. I mean, how many more of these do we need? You know, they got them in the closet, John. They're like skeletons. Here, today, the Washington Times, Mike follows this, the Washington Times, fentanyl flow from Mexico, enough to kill 470 million people. Yeah. 470 million people. And we're not yeah. stopping that. We're worried about Trump having his passport. If you could just, if, and, you, if you were, if you were Caesar running the Roman empire and you saw this kind of stuff happening, well, it's a different, different setup there, but um, not much. What could be done? I mean, it's the same stuff, whether you're back in 476 or whether whether it's 2022. It, it's the same stuff. Human nature is the same. It's all it's that seven deadly sins thing again. You know, it's it's lust and gluttony and blah, blah, blah. Uh, revenge See, yes, and think, all, all this. I mean, yep. John, I think you, you, have, you, you hit a good point is that the one advantage we have over the elite, if you want to, if, if that's what we should ter- term them, is all they guys. have. Oligarchs, they, they are pretending that uh, man has changed, that they're, they're in government, they're in, in power to make men better and they'll be better permanently. And, you know, anybody with common sense that knows there's no difference between a Greek, a Roman in ancient times or an American right now, we're all fallen creatures. And those who have power and yearn for more are always going to be the enemy of the rest of us. And uh, I, I don't know. If there's a cognizance among the Congress, for example, or in the executive or in the federal bureaucracy that realizes that people who work for a living uh, have children, send them to school, pay for that, uh, and, and uh, you know, just make it uh, a little bit at a time. There is a point where you push too far. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, the, the, the justification for civil war is far greater now than it was in 1861. Mm-hmm. The Confederates were basically afraid of what the what the Congress was going to do, what the government was going to threaten, national government was going to do to the South as more states came in and as representation in the Congress became more dominated by the North. They went, they went to war out of a fear of the future. If there is a civil war today, it has nothing to do with the future. It has everything to do What's, ha- what's happening today? We're actually being killed by the government. Our commerce is being strangled by the government. Our energy is cut off by the government. Our kids get killed in wars the government wants that are of no concern to America. So if you can use history as an example, the, the need, if you will, uh, in, this, in the eyes of the people who are being abused right now is much greater than it ever was in 1861. Well, I think they're also stripping us, Mike, of our, our national security in every way they can. And uh, I don't want to use the word invasion, but, I mean, what else can you expect? I mean, they'll nobody has to invade us. You just have to walk in now or sail in, right, fly in. It and is say, an invasion. Put your hands up. I'll, I'll use the I word. And what about all these Chinese nationals that are going to, it appears, they're going to try and come up through the Darien Pass, and come on into the country. Mm-hmm. Well, well, John, we, we'd have to be fools to think that since Biden opened the, the, the border, that the Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians haven't been um, s- 
soaking uh, the the people who are coming into this country or seeding it rather uh, with their own intelligence officers, their paramilitary operators, um, all kinds of people that will be useful for them to have in this country rather than trying to get in through a normal border procedure. Uh, and it, it, Dr. or Colonel Mike couldn't be uh, more correct. The, the military is a non-entity in the United States at the moment. They've cashiered a three of it, three a third of it, or a fourth of it, and the remaining three fourths have all been given a jab that's going to be uh, fatal at some point. And everyone knows that. And and why why would they think that anybody's shaking in their boots about the United States uh, threats or its reputation for what it used to be? We're, we are amongst our rulers. They're the only ones who can't see that this is not 1945, that they're now kind of a sad um, uh, brothel owner, if you will, who thinks she's still very attractive and very powerful and very um, influential. And that's not the case at all. We're just the our, our leadership, at least, is just a washed up old set of clowns. And to boot, and to boot, Mike and, and John, uh, you know, Biden wants to put some kind of cyber uh, currency, a digital currency in, in place so they could wipe out whatever couple of dollars you have and put 87,000 agents on the street that have to be able to fire on the people. Uh, you got you got to be kidding me. Are you still going to be watching ESPN this weekend or Netflix? Are you going to be out there with the popcorn? I mean, there is nobody in the streets, JB. There are nobody protesting. You remember back in the day, even the Democrats protested, whether they were the bad guys, whether they were on the ground, whatever. They were out in the streets in your face, okay? You don't have that. And our country is split, not just between parties, not just between ideology. We, we, have a, a con- we have a race in this country that's split. There's a very small minority of the black people in this country who voted for Trump, and they said, well, you know, he really brought the Spanish and the Latinos and the blacks on. Well, you still got the black people who love the Democratic Party. And the churches, boy, they could shout from the hallelujah Pentecostal pulpits about no problem. Killing babies is just a part of life. There's articles in the paper every day. Religions do not agree on abortion. And you have all these religions saying, well, that's all right. Well, I don't know. What God do you serve, man? Who is your God? That's your right? How could you even say you're a rabbi or you're a pastor or you're, you're a priest? Every day. This country's so split up. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. This government is intent on collapsing this country. This is the end run. Now, if the American people don't wake up, well, guess what? It's going to be horrible when it does get horrible. And what is horrible? I can't identify it yet. I really can't. I'm tempted to deal with this like a man and run like hell. But the problem <laughs> is there's no place to run to at all. You know, I mean, the sad part is, JB, the sad what? part is, and I deal with people all around the world, and I get emails from all around the world, and people say, Colonel Mike, if you guys go down, what happens to us? Right. And you know who I'm speaking to out there. We have 11 countries who listen to us. We have 2.5 million listeners. We're not like you, but we're only three years old, okay? And we get lots of uh, emails, and uh, we're doing well on the Apple thing, you know? Uh, and they're like, what happens if you go down? And I know yeah. exactly what they mean. I lived in those countries. They're hey, scared you- to death. These are the ones that are real allies but are not allowed in our country. They don't give them passports. They don't give, I'm sorry, they don't give them visas. We only, we only allow the bad guys in, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's serious. I mean, the whole, you know, I mean, you know what's happening in Africa, and you know what's happening around the world, and it's uh, very sad. The Chinese have done a very good job, what they call uh, soft power. They did a very good job. And they took over our Congress, and they took over our Senate, and they took over our governors, and they took over our farms, and they're buying our farms with the Indians. You know, it's fire sale anywhere you want to go in California right now. It sounds pretty grim. I'm thinking... Um, it is very grim, Joe. It's a very difficult to climb out of. 
By the way, and congratulations, you got two and a half, three million listeners. You're doing just fine. That's that's phenomenal, particularly considering you've only been on there, what, did you say two years or three? Even three, three years, three years. June, we just made three years, John. That's a lot of people, you know. Congratulations to you. Obviously, uh, it's Thank resonating you. with a bunch of people around the world. And uh, mm-hmm. did I mention, congratulations. I mean it, too. <laughs> you know, uh, our, number one fan, our number one fan in the Middle East is Saudi Arabia. You believe that? Yeah. We we hit Saudi Arabia. We're, we're under 100 on Apple charts with Saudi Arabia. We're, we're with Qatar. They listen to us very closely. We just brought on Switzerland, Switzerland, and I'm hoping we get a free box of chocolate. <laughs> Excellent. What a good idea. What a good thing to hope for. Do you know, rumor has it that I am the most popular English-speaking voice in Mother Russia. Fantastic. Congratulations. I, I think that's kind of cool. And I don't I think look straighten me up if I'm wrong here. I don't want to be wrong and just continue to blither and blather. I don't blame Vlad Putin one bit for rolling into Ukraine. Now, am I out to lunch on this or what? No, no, I'm on. I'm on the same train. I'm on the same train. He had to do what he had to do, and Mike can define it. But he did what he had to do to protect his country, unlike our country, which I always say we should have the border closed. Now, you being in Texas, I always tell people. We should be down there in Jeeps and pickups and helping the people in Texas, and we should be deputized, and we should just close the border. We don't need to wait for the government. We just get deputized by the sheriffs down there, and we just stop the leak. And then we go look for the people, the bad guys that are here, and tell them, you got to go now. Your time is up. Why is the spirit of the West? Dr. Mike, why is the spirit of the West so... Damn cringing. Well, um, our kids, and you know, have learned, and and it was starting at when I was in school that everything is uh, every problem, every war, every dispute can be compromised. There's a compromised answer to everything. And though we stare in the face uh, of sixty years of Arabs versus Israelis with no no sign of compromise. We teach people that. And so they're always trying to find a safe and secure and an easy way out of a problem. And sometimes there is no safe or easy way out of a problem. Um, we behave as as feminine. Uh, we behave as, uh, uh, you know, pro- professorial. We're going to tell the rest of the world how they should be doing things. And at base, we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to do it ourselves. The, the 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 most uh, the richest country on earth in natural terms in terms of uh, water and, and and farmland and forests can't figure out how to keep an economy uh, going how to not spend more than you make how not to uh, uh, stop aggravating people into fighting you to the death for no good reason and not win the wars you started in any event so why are we cringy? Um, we're not manly enough. I think that's a big thing. Well, well, we could use an enormous dose of male, what do they call it? Uh, testosterone. Toxic, testosterone. Toxic, yeah, testosterone. I was trying to find a, a, a less graphic word. It's but yeah, Mike, I understand. <laughs> we, we can, there's all kinds of things we can do uh, if we were brave enough to do them. And, uh, but it's a long road back. You know, you talk about what Putin did. If we, in some magical way, uh, in a week, we were back to where we were, even under Trump, uh, we would have to invade Canada and take it because it's a hive of Chinese influence. And and before long, they're going to have troops there. They're going to have uh, 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 chemical research laboratories there. They probably do now. Yeah. Uh, Who would ever thought this would come to that? And when you look at the world. No, no, go go ahead, sir. No, no, you go ahead. No, well, I, I, what I wanted, all I wanted to say was when you look at the world, the, 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 homes, the home of our freedoms in England, in Britain, in, and uh, those who were born from them, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and us, we have completely lost any, any sense of where we came from and why we were here. Not only in terms of theology, but in terms of liberty. We have no idea where we're going, and we have governments that are more than willing to cater to foreigners 
in place of Americans or New Zealanders or Australians in, in, in Anana. It's a time when we need to really realize how much danger we have here. I suspect the danger level is higher than we even think. Uh, folks, we have to take a, a mandatory break, and we will. And don't forget about that smoking hot deal for you at fuelup.gg slash John B. We'll be back as fast as we can. This is Caravan. take one. Personal responsibility, cleanliness, hygiene, physical fitness, be sharp. You know, all this stuff about, oh, I mean, (sighs) fat shaming. I'm I'm at 185 right now. I went up to 212 once and I went, "Uh uh-uh, you're starting to look like Robert De Niro. Knock it off. Now, this has been 10 years, but, uh, there was a sense of pride. And in fact, in Fort Worth, Texas, we had an expression I've mentioned a few times. When a man's down, kick him. This will provide sufficient motivation for him to overcome his circumstances and stand on his hide and legs and fight like a man. And it was a little bit tongue in cheek, but it was actually quite literal. There were ugly people out there and you needed to be prepared to not necessarily defeat them all, but resist them all. And maybe, uh, maybe you won't win the fight, but you might get an ear or an eye or something, you know. So that's uh, that's where we are now. I just wonder if we still have the uh, good old-fashioned American gumption. I wonder if it can be reawakened. I wonder where, when, what's the next shoe to drop, Mike's? The uh, the V for Vendetta deal, you know, when the, uh, they injured, the, they killed the wrong kid. And now here come the people. I just wonder what is going to be the tipping point. Because if we don't get to one, and if we don't tip, we really are lose this thing. And I'm just not prepared to sit here and be silent about it and just watch this thing fall down. There's been too much bloodshed for us to have this this license to just whine about whatever we wish and, and otherwise don't engage. And and yet, uh, earlier today, this seems a little non-sequitur. Not really, but though, I don't believe. I, I rolled through a couple of really, really um, exclusive neighborhoods, meaning you got to have a lot of dough to live here. And there's some idiot over there with a Beto O'Rourke sign. I mean, the, the most that's hand-flapping, <laughs> you know, weenie man, weenie man, who wants to, hell yes, we'll take your AR-15. Hell yes, we'll take your AK-47. Just, you know, it just looks like the poster child for a spoiled pothead. But that's just my opinion. I'm not saying he is, but he is a hand-flapping, you know, leftist idiot, in my opinion. Doc, you go first. Doc, you go first. Go ahead. I, no, um, go ahead. His, his wife's got a lot of money, I hear, so that makes him very courageous and can get buy him out oh, of gotcha. different kinds of situations. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I lived for my sins uh, for about 35 years in northern Virginia. And before I moved to where I am now in the Shenandoah, I... Um, I, I myself entertained doubts whether there would be anybody to stand up to uh, the government. But having lived here now for a year and a little more, um, there's a lot of people out here who are pretty upset. And they I don't think they'd even think twice about uh, going after someone who bothered uh, their uh, uh, children, someone who came to the door from the IRS or something like that or these these ATF guys who are slinking around the country, knocking on doors and trying to find out how many weapons you have and what their serial numbers are and when you bought them. I, I you know, maybe it's wishful thinking and that could well be, but I, I think there's a lot of men that are still men and are willing to say what they think and they're willing to back up their words with, with whatever is necessary to uh, convince the, the, the miscreant who is trying to deny them their liberties or their freedom or their children or, or anything else. So I, while I'm not, uh, you know, effervescent with optimism, I think when push comes to shove, there'll be a lot of folks that are going to be surprised about how 
willing, those they've abused for 20 or 25 years are willing to really um, get a, a pound of flesh back in return. Who said it was all right for this country to do all this business with the communist Chinese? That's a question that's been dogging me for years. Who said that oh, was John, okay? John, that was approved by Duke Gingrich, most favored nations. I was up on the hill at the time, and uh, there were some very good, strong, conservative Republicans who fought, you know, tooth and nail. And uh, it was a great nudie that's on Fox all the time now. Uh, who said, well, you know, we got to give them the MFN. And everybody knew what was going to happen. It was just like the Hong Kong deal, you know, where uh, they said, oh, no problem. You know, 49 years, we won't bother them. And the, the Brits just took the flag down and they made this whole fluff thing, you know, like, oh, just like what happened in South Africa. You know, it's going to be smooth. Everything transition is going to be nice. You know, you had to know when you're dealing with the dragon and the dragons in the Bible, right? You had to right. know when you're dealing with the dragon, what's coming, right? <laughs> Big smiley face. You know, it looks like the uh, the icon, what do you call those, the, the emojis, you know, the big smiley face. But, yeah. you know, he's got three daggers behind his back. So uh, who did it? The Republicans just as much as the Democrats. And believe it, at that time, believe it or not, at that time, one of the most uh, uh, strongest Democrats against human rights was Nancy Pelosi. She would sign on to almost every paper with Tom Lantos and Dana Robacher and others like that in the Republican Party. And they didn't want this most favored nation. It was Clinton pushing the globalism. And now we know where he was getting all his talking points and uh, his payrolls from. Well, naturally, it was from coming from probably the WEF or somewhere in that area. Do you notice they, uh, they shut down the rich people from banking in Switzerland? But here's a question I always ask, Mike. Anybody ever check where our congressmen's monies are, where the, where the representatives' monies are? What banks are they in? Would they by any chance be in Dubai or UAE somewhere? And, or you Ukraine. Know, maybe in the Middle East. Yeah, Ukraine, right? You know, um, Nancy Pelosi goes to Taipei, and a week later, all the grifters jump on a plane and go, yeah, we want to go see Taipei too. So it must have been like paycheck week at the express lane, you know? You don't have to sign any Patriot Act in Taipei. You know that. <laughs> you know, I, w I would say that uh, we emerged from the Second Great War uh, rather failing in terms of uh, uh, faith and looking for other um, religions. There's no there's no person on earth that doesn't have any kind of, of religion. And the one religion we turn to our politicians turned to because it was a great source of illicit income was free trade. And we free traded this country into uh, joblessness, into uh, other countries becoming as great or almost as great economic powers as, as we are as in, in terms of China. But it's, it's, it was a faith. They believe that free trade and democracy together would make the world peaceful. And instead of that, it, 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 it has strengthened our enemies and uh, has corrupted our system. How could we possibly, after fighting in one way or another the Soviet Union from 1917 to 1991, forget within a year uh, that what, what communists, communist tyrannies are like? But we thought free trade and sweet talk uh, were going to turn the Chinese into, you know, little noodle salesmen that we could deal with and they'd love us for it. They were going to be Democrats. It's a, it's a, people turn to whether it's sexual depravity, whether it's, uh, you know, tyranny, whatever it is, people go, when they don't have a faith in God, they have to have a faith in some, something. And they turn to ludicrousness like climate change. That becomes a religion. And, and uh, a new religion. you want to know? New religion. Yeah. Carry on. No, I, I I had my say on that. It's just it's 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 feckless, secular, quasi religions. And, and when you hear people talk about the power of free trade to change the world for good, and and it all comes back. And I said it before, and I hate to repeat myself, but we are all fallen creatures. Yeah. Uh, there are great things about us, and there are you know lousy things about us, and the best we can do is try to control them. You're never going to make people peaceful.
uh, you at know, all times and all places. No, I reckon not. And and not only that, but to try and make everybody else, everybody just like everybody else, the same thing as making everybody nobody, in my That's opinion. Exactly right. And, yeah. um, <clears throat> and the, the thing is, now this will sound dreadfully, uh, horribly, whatever, racist or supremacist or whatever. <clears throat> but I mean, facts are facts. Not every culture is compatible with every other culture. That's no. just not going to happen. Thank you. So and, true. And Thank we, you. And we true. have just become a bunch of narcissistic, overweight people with, with, with health problems that won't do a thing that doesn't require, you know, some expensive gym membership or, you know, or a, uh, you know, an exercise machine where you can like run with your friends, you know, by connecting with them all over the world, over the internet. I mean, this is just like stand on Zanzibar by John Berner that came out in 1968, I think that, uh, hello, Mr. And Mrs. Everywhere. Yeah. You don't even have to leave your, you don't even have to leave your plex. You can just put these mm-hmm. goggles on and look, you're in the Caribbean. Look, look, you're in the Seychelles. You know, it, it's really become like that. We have become a bunch of weaklings who are addicted to our devices. Look what they're doing to the kids. I mean, Boston, some big hospital in Boston, the biggest one there, I think, is is offering hysterectomies for teenagers. I presume starting at 13 years old. So they cut off the older generation with this C-19, which is a fraud. It was a bioweapon. Dr. Lee Menyon said so. She fled China and came over and told everybody. So now now it's like, oh, it's over. Yeah, the, it's all over. And even NPR had a little banner. Uh, let's see. Those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Uh, students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus. It's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. I mean, how many times do people have to be smacked in the face before they figure out they're being smacked in the face and laughed at and mocked? I mean, where is pride? This is what happens when you put your faith in people who are flawed in a fallen world. This is why you need God in your life. If you don't, you're just a victim. Well, we what percentage? Tyrant. American government. Yeah? That's what we have. Yeah. What do you think is the next shoe to drop? Who's got a crystal ball that's working? I'm tapping on mine. It's not working. Uh, I got you snow had the on eight it. Ball in your studio, John. Remember the old eight ball? <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't. I played with a Ouija board once. I don't do it. I never did it ever again. It was too weird. Get this thing away from me. I don't like it. You know. <laughs> When it starts naming off horsepower numbers and things like that, and you know, well, this is factual, and this is not programmable, take this away. Take take this away. I don't want to look at this anymore. This is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is the next shoe to drop? Do you, you think this famine thing, uh, this food shortage thing is a real thing? Obviously, the, we got plants and well, animal rendering. Week, just last week, John, uh, they had an Amish farmer who does his own beef, you know, raises his beef and cattle. And uh, the FBI went up there, one of the thugs, and told him, you got to slow down because, you know, we're going to have to maybe uh, close down your farm. This is one of these guys that ride around in the buggy, you know, up in Pennsylvania. So, uh, you know, here, here's the other thing we didn't mention tonight. The reason we're in such dire straits, too, is there's too many civil servants, uh, excuse me, not servants, grifters, people on the government dole in government jobs oh, yeah. who really don't care about the country. They just want to know about their paycheck, right? And they have no allegiance to America. It's just like, hey, it's a job, you know. Uh, if you go to the Beltway, I mean, you talk about big money out in Texas, and there is big money there. But let's not forget, inside and around the Beltway is some of the highest real estate values in the country. I mean, Mike and I were there 30-something years ago, and you, you, it was affordable. You know, people came down here and got a job. But now you've got data centers out there near Dulles Airport that uh, they're jumongous if you could say that word, jumongous, uh, they go for like a half a mile to a mile. They look like Amazon distribution centers. Why do we need so many data centers? Why do we need so many of these? And because the people who vote for these people in government, um, they're not on our side. I'm sorry to say that. They're just like, like, oh, I don't care about you guys. You voted for Trump or you voted for whoever. Um, and that's it. 
And it doesn't matter what race you are, what nationality you are, what religion you are. And we did bring in a lot of these, you know, Baal worshippers, let's put it that way. And uh, we, we gave them a front seat. And uh, we told the Christians, hey, get in the back of the bus, you know. Uh, your time has come and gone. So white guilt is big in America now. That's the big problem. So spying has to be reinstituted. We have to replay those videos of the decadent Berlin during the old days, the guys that came here and created Hollywood, and the uh, American Bolsheviks that came from uh, Europe uh, with the rat line. So we, we have very treasonous people inside our government, very treasonous people at this time. You know, here's the thing. I would... Go ahead. That's okay. No, sir. I was just going to say that I, I, I thought you were, you were halfway there. I think what we're going to have is a is a uh, another mass shooting of some kind uh, in this country, and they're going to try to put in martial law. They don't have a chance to get the, it through the through the midterm election, and they may not have the capacity to throw the election. So they can't take a chance on their power. So I think the idea that they would force the issue of a civil war, which you mentioned earlier, is not beyond not beyond the, the realm of possibility. Um, I, I, I fear that, I think, or at least expect that as strongly as anything else. They talk about uh, the shutting down of the Internet and all of that stuff, but that's culpable. Uh, you, can, you can cope with that. But the idea of, of another shooting and then martial law and then trying to seize guns uh, I don't put anything past these people because they're desperate. If they, because if they get caught and they go to and they go to court, they're going to hang. Yeah. So that's uh, if, if I had to guess, that would be my guess. Uh, you know what? I would like for you, gentlemen, if you can, I'm going to put in a special request, like I'm like I'm calling a, a music station, right? I wish you'd look into the similarities. I have said many, many times because I'm I'm married to a South African woman of, of Dutch uh, descent, Dutch and English. A lot of the Englishmen decided I'm not going back to I'm not going back to Oblighty. I'm staying here, um, and they did. What they did down there, I have been saying, watch South Africa. That was the test bed for what is happening here. The That's demographic was a little different, but they opened the borders and in they came. When I was over there, it was nothing but what Russian AKs laying around here and there. <clears throat> but uh, now they're Chinese, and the Chinese are all over the place. They're in Tanzania, they're in Zimbabwe, they're all over. But this is what they did. <clears throat> they jacked the taxes up as soon as the great Nelson Mandela, who was nothing but a murdering piece of communist trash, and his wife was worse, inventor of the necklace. You know, put the tire around the child and fill it with <laughs> gasoline and watch him light it and then watch him run around. Hey, oh, lily, lily, lily. you know, that. It's insane. What they eventually did was they imposed a huge tax bill on people, and then they'd send a crew over of soldiers over to the house, and they'd say, well, if you will surrender your firearms, we will give you amnesty. And I think this very well may be that ploy, which will be carried out by these tens of thousands of new agents. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you turn your guns, maybe we can just make this go away for a while. Give you a chance to get on your feet and pay it. Uh, where are your guns? Wouldn't surprise me the least. Because so far, everything that they've done in this country that's, that's anti-republic was already done in South Africa. Yeah. And you, then, you, you notice, John, that in South Africa, not one of these Western uh, liberals, liberal or communists, whatever you want to call them, these Western leaders say a word about... Uh, the, the black South Africans going out and, and just shooting uh, white farmers for uh, fun, and the only one who's spoken up in the on the in the world for those farmers, the white farmers, has been Putin. He's offered That's them right. acreage, farming equipment if they wanted to come to Russia. We have not said a word. We pretend it's just like pretending that the Chinese were going to be Mike. great guys. Nike is not allowed to name. You don't. You don't see any humanitarian crisis with the American people saying, "Okay, let's get the South Africans here." That ain't happening. No, that ain't happening. You know that. Yeah, well, one thing's for sure. Honduras, no problem. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. I know we got it well, coming down to the hour. I guess we're almost up on the hour. John, oh we yeah, we are. Thank you for coming on. Well, listen, I, I thank you, gentlemen, so much for coming on. Yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> And now uh, Putin has said, uh, we'll just cut ties with the U.S. permanently if you so much as dare designate us a terrorist state, a sponsor of, of uh, state sponsor of terrorism. I mean, who do these idiots think they are? 
I don't know, but I don't like them. I don't know what they think they are, but whatever it is, what you see is pretty much what you get. What's it, what's that written in scripture? By their works, you will know them. Well, take a look. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do we, uh, how do we listen to the show? Where do we go? Oh, it's a, uh... You can go to uh, two mics, twomics.us, and uh, everything goes up on networkradio.us. That's our, our lead. Uh, all the stuff goes up there within minutes after it's produced by our great producer, Fadi. And then it goes out to the other platforms. And we're going, we uh, just got a new network coming on. Uh, we'll be, we'll be our premiere show will be this Saturday. And they're big globally. Uh, we hope to get another few million listeners there. So it's two mics, twomics.us. Go there. We have a blog. Uh, you could say hello and make a comment, and uh, all the shows are up there as fast as we can get them, John. Thank you so much for bringing us back on. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, Dr. Mike, where do we get your books? Well, my books are, are – I've, I've been working on this one for 11 years, so my book should be out in about six months. My okay. older books are at, at Amazon and uh, and um, uh, Barnes and Noble and places like that, but they dealt with Osama bin Laden, Al Qaeda, and uh, the problem with Islam, which is still there and quiet. So um, that's that's kind of what I'm doing, sir. Gotcha. I appreciate you asking. He's well, very God bless humble, you. John, but he's the greatest co-host to have. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I always enjoy conversation with him and with you too, Colonel. And may I just say, God Thank bless you, you and speed you on your mission, and just uh, keep punching. We'll we'll get there. Thank All you, right. All right. God bless. We'll Bye-bye. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been told all your life you're no better than anybody else. You're no better than any filthy, diseased, mentally or physically twisted individual. And then the other group is being told that the aforementioned group is responsible for all the oppression. Let me tell you who you really are. You're a child of the Most High God creator of the universe so remember it and act like it god bless you everyone and good night